Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Grand Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. With money and haw. Biggs time. The Biggs Report. With Brad Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with you. <laughs> Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Dan Weeder in for Mully today. Time now to go out to our Circa Resort and Casino hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook, where we find the Tribune's football man, friend of the show. It's Biggs time. Hey, Brad, how's it going? Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, let's get right to it because I, I think we're we're coming off a segment where we just shared our Super Bowl predictions and. Kansas City, Dan Wiederer here. He did everything but bring in barbecue sauce. Told me why the Chiefs are going to win. I picked the Eagles. I'm surprised, Brad. There are four people in this studio. I'm the only one that went with Philly. What is your Super Bowl prediction and why? Well, uh, my Super Bowl hope is that we have a thrilling game Sunday. Uh, you, you, you get you get a great Super Bowl to kind of tie a bow on the football season, and you feel real good about that, and everybody enjoys watching a uh, a really good game. And so that that's my greatest hope. But I uh, I picked the Eagles to win this game. I think um, they've got uh, clearly a uh, deeper defensive line, and Kansas City's got some special players up front itself. With Chris Jones, I think Philly's uh, a little bit better on the offensive line. I think Philly's got a um, better collection of skill position talent and a better secondary. That being said, the Chiefs are going to have the best player on the field, even if he's not 100%, and Patrick Mahomes. And uh, Kansas City, if you were just looking at the coaching involved in this game, I think the Chiefs rate – uh, the edge based on experience. You, sometimes you've seen young coaches go into the Super Bowl and uh, it hasn't been a shining moment for them. Uh, you can recall Sean McVay's first trip uh, to the big stage, right? That didn't go uh, so well against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And I'm not saying that that necessarily will happen for Nick Sirianni and the Eagles, but it's a factor to consider. So you kind of add it all up and uh, yeah, I came away with the Eagles winning a close game. So, Brad, the NFC is obviously less cluttered than the AFC with truly legitimate championship contending teams. I think the argument can be made that only two teams really separated themselves in the NFC. 
this season, the Eagles and the 49ers. As you look at the Eagles playing on the final Sunday of the season, which is the ultimate goal, what sorts of things in their blueprint and their building process and what they've done to attain the success would you borrow from if you were Ryan Poles and Matty Rufloos and trying to, to figure out what's the GPS to get us to this last game? Yeah, those guys don't have to do a lot of guesswork when it comes to what makes the Eagles good because they played Philadelphia late in the season at Soldier Field. And Matt Eberflus talked about it, I believe, uh, about the, the, the depth that Philadelphia has on the defensive line, the uh, talent that it has on the defensive line. And obviously you look at the offensive line there and uh, it's, it's top notch. It's high caliber offensive line. And, um, you know, not to change the subject, but just to touch quickly on the Chiefs, they've, they've invested a massive uh, amount of money in their offensive line after struggling uh, with, to protect Patrick Mahomes. So, that, so they've doubled down uh, in the trenches in Kansas City with Brett Veach. But you, you look at Philly, and I, if you don't have the line play, Nothing else really matters. And the Bears were consistently uh, defeated in the trenches on both sides of the ball this past season. Ryan Pohl's number one need this offseason begins at defensive line, and then he's got to address the offensive line as well. But that defensive line was the worst in the entire league. They couldn't stop the run, couldn't rush the passer, couldn't get off the field on third down. They... um, have a complete lack of talent up front. So he's going to have to make some major moves on the D line. And and I think that's probably what the strength of that Eagles roster is. All right, Brad, tough night to be a Bears fan on Thursday. High expectations in terms of Devin Hester going into the Hall of Fame in 2023. That did not happen. What did you think of the Hall of Fame class that did receive the news on Thursday night? And how long do you think Devin Hester is going to have to wait now? Well, yeah, I'd be optimistic about next year. I was optimistic for this year um, a, a year ago at this point. I, it's a matter of, uh, of when, not if, for Devin Hester. And, you know, you look at the guys that got in and you can make it, there can be a compelling case made for all of them. And I think it's pretty clear that the hurdle for Devin, and again, I believe he is going to get over the hurdle, is that he averaged 3.91 returns per game in his career. So less than four returns per game over the course of his NFL career is an average. And he's being weighed against guys who were out there almost every single snap on, on their side of the ball. Right. You, you know, you, I, I don't know that you could compare Devin Hester's impact to a Darrell Revis or to a uh, Joe Thomas, or to a DeMarcus Ware who had to wait um, a year to to get in in his second season of eligibility. And then it was year 10 for Zach Thomas, uh, the linebacker, and not the Bears uh, guard from last year. And um, it had been a, a bit of a wait for Rondé Barber. I think it was his sixth year of eligibility He's he's kind of one of those guys that's on the would be on the fence for me if if I was wondering about him, but I, I think he was um, three time 
uh, first team all pro and obviously collected a uh, lot of interceptions in that Buccaneers defense. Brad, my first year on the beat was Devin's last season in Chicago. You had the luxury of being there for the entirety of his time as a bear. I think the argument could be made pretty easily that reviewing Devin's career resume doesn't do justice to experiencing what Devin was as a playmaker, as a threat every week that he was on the field. I'm curious from, from your informed lens, all those years covering the Devin Hester experience, what stood out to you the most about what he meant to the bears and how much he threatened every team they played? Yeah, that was something that you really saw kind of develop overnight about halfway through his rookie year, I think, when when the rest of the league figured out, okay, this is more than a uh, guy who's really fast and has a couple moves and he's caught some good blocks. Like, um, they figured it out quickly. And if you go look at his career numbers, like, I think he had a career high for punt returns as a rookie. And then the number dropped, and I want to say he had 33 or more punt returns in a season just three times. So they started kicking around uh, away from him. They started taking touchbacks. They started you know, kicking the ball out of bounds, the whole uh, nine yards. But I think the impact is told by – uh, there's a variety of statistics. If you if you don't go back and watch it, I think they led the league in average starting field position five consecutive seasons, and that wasn't necessarily because he had a greater uh, return average than anybody else. It was he had some big returns. They squib kicked it. They accidentally kicked it out of bounds. You know all these factors because of the fear. Uh, that he put in other teams. So what you're waiting for is that year to arrive where the selectors weigh the uh, impact that Devin had and don't, you know, hold it against him that he wasn't logging uh, 60, 65, 70 snaps a game at, at what he did because it's just such a small sample size for uh, a specialist and in, in what Devin did on offense really isn't going to um, do anything for his pro football hall of fame resume. All right, Brad. So J- Justin Fields made the rounds at media row. I think they're calling it that rather than radio row this year. And Justin Fields talked to Rich Eisen. He talked to CHGO. He talked to Jarrett Payton. And I think that what he said consistently was he understands the need to improve. He understands that, Accuracy was an issue at times last year. Frankly, I think he said all the right things. How much value do you put in just him acknowledging the fact that there is improvement to be made and the tone that he set with what he said to these during these uh, radio hits that were maybe designed to sell something? But what I think came across was that he was selling the idea of improvement, and and I think every Bears fan would buy that. Yeah, I don't know that that's new. I think I think that's kind of what you got from Justin for much of the season. That um, that he was pretty he was pretty level and straightforward with with where things were at uh, for the offense for him, and certainly I think Luke Getzey uh, did a good job of sort of. Uh, 
presenting uh, that message as well. Yeah, they, he's they've they've got a lot of improvements they need to make in the passing game. Uh, they've got improvements they need to make personnel-wise uh, before they get to that. I think they're probably uh, rather optimistic that uh, we'll see a completely different Chase Claypool. Uh, so if he's uh, ready to go from day one in this offense, if they have a little bit more help, if they have a little better protection, and Fields can make some now you've got a chance to uh, evaluate something that you feel uh, would put the Bears in a position to be much more competitive because offensively uh, they just weren't competitive and that you cannot be competitive when uh, you you struggle so mightily uh, to throw the football as an offense. So, Brad, just as an extension of that, there's obviously some gray area with how – uh, Justin's floor and ceiling are being viewed after two seasons as a starter. I would contend but that if he is healthy for 2023 and we get to the end of this year and there's more than 40 career starts, that that gray area is going to become a lot more black and white. For you, what would you want to see beyond a shadow of a doubt that he has accomplished in 2023 to answer some of the questions and, and to make that gray area go in a way that uh, go away in a way that, that encourages Chicago, that, that this is their forever quarterback. Well, shoot. I mean, most of the people I hear from have already arrived at that, that uh, <laughs> sunny destination that you're describing, my friend. I, I don't know that you put numbers on it or stats or wins or yards or completion percentage. You've, you've got to see he's, They've got to be um, able to throw from the pocket a heck of a lot better. I saw a stat at the start of the playoffs, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was, if I recall it correctly, I think it was like 13 of the top 15 teams in terms of pocket passing made the playoffs. And you'd have to see what's their data for that. I don't know, but – They've got to, the Bears have got to be a world. He's got to be able to drop back, and the ball's got to come out on time. Um, he's got to be able to go from number one to number two uh, more efficiently. To, to when he has to get to number three, he has to be able to do that. Um, the electric plays, the off-script plays, and he's he's a plus at that. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can't rely on that. You can't have him hit as much as he was this past season. Um, and, and some of that's just him taking off and running, not necessarily um, something where you can point your finger at, at the offensive line. So I just, they've got to be um, a world better in terms of efficiently throwing uh, the football, I think, to feel like he's taking that big step forward that you see from other these some of these other young quarterbacks that, you say, well, this guy kind of had a bumpy start, but man, did he break through and arrive in a big way? Um, he's got to, he's got to really get better to do that. Is it possible? Absolutely. Are the Bears going to give him an opportunity for that? There's no question. But I'm with you. I think you get to the end of next season, and uh, you ought to have a pretty good idea uh, of where he's at. 
All right, Brad, before we let you go, we want to have you listen to this piece of audio, which was offered on Thursday from Kyle Long, who was on his brother's podcast, Green Light with Chris Long. And it came up the 2019 trip to London with the Bears and the Raiders. And this was halftime during Matt Nagy's address to the Bears offensive line at the time, which Kyle Long belonged to. And this is what Kyle Long had to say about that experience. We're playing the Raiders. And we were going to ask is what? That we were in there at halftime, and our, our head coach, Matt Nagy, God bless him, <laughs> bless his heart. He looks at the O line, he says, You guys are playing like some gutless, quiet, <laughs> and he stared oh. me in the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking to you specifically. And I stood up in the middle of the halftime thing, and I just walked right. out. So you put, hold on. I made it about 50 yards down the hallway. Yeah. You know how long these hallways yeah. are. Oh, yeah. And our security guy was like, who's my buddy? He was like, Kyle, come on, man. Goes, <laughs> I was about to say, Vontae Davis guys, why didn't we hear about this story? He said, he said, not like this. He said, not like this. I had to ride eight hours in first class on the way home. Because I'm a starter, I'm a yeah, vet. Yeah, they, they got put me you up with first. the coach. Yeah. I sat across the aisle from Matt Nagy and his wife <laughs> for eight hours the whole way. Your husband called me a gutless <laughs> How do you feel about that? They told me, they said, do not come back to the building. Like, don't come back. Yeah. I didn't Man. know about all We're this. We're done. Don't call my wow. house. Don't come by my house. We're Bre- done. Wow. Breaking his <laughs> man up in Chicago his whole career, man. So, Brad, that's the rest of the story. How much of that is news to you? <laughs> well, I knew he was told not to come to the building. And it was, uh, you know, it was a situation where the Bears actually put him on injured reserve but told them to not show up at the building, and um, which, which strikes you as unusual because, generally speaking, the guys on injured reserve would be at the building doing some type of rehab, you know, unless they're so so injured that they got to have a surgery and have a do-nothing period before they can even begin uh, rehab. But, yeah, um, the what Nagy expressed to the offensive line that was, uh, yeah, that was news, you know, but, hey, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, 2019, 2019 was frustrating for them. Um, 2020 was probably uh, more frustrating, and, and they just couldn't. They, um, they peaked, that staff and that era and roster peaked in 2018 and um, never really recovered. I mean, the, the people talk to you about them, uh, you know, making the playoffs in that game down in New Orleans, but, but they backed in that year and they got that game in New Orleans. Wasn't even close. You ever cover a player that was cut at halftime? <laughs> uh, there's been some guy. Well, I mean, he wasn't cut at halftime, but um, it's kind yeah, of I mean, half time. The, I mean, mentally, he played he was, the second half, and then he, he yeah, that was yeah, it. That was yeah, the end of his career. Yeah, it was kind of the, the end of his Bears Bears tenure. It, it, fascinating that it comes out now. Yeah, well, the timing's uh, certainly interesting, and uh, Kyle's brother Chris is super tight with ex Bear uh, Robert Quinn. So I would imagine Chris Long, who was a former Eagle, is probably rooting for Philadelphia. So maybe maybe Kyle's. Uh, Pulling for the Eagles on Sunday as well. Great stuff, Brad. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks, Biggsy. Take care, guys. Brad Biggs, football man from the Chicago Tribune here on the Mully and Haw Show. That was great audio. That was a great glimpse into Kyle Long, unplugged, unfiltered, 
And we had heard versions of that before. Yeah. Just something went amiss during halftime in London of the Bears Raiders game. <laughs> I don't know that we ever got that detail. I, well, I had heard that directly from Kyle not long after I wrote sort of the piece that w- w- when his career was officially over with the Bears. And it was just kind of like, this is who this guy was when he came into the league. This is who he became. And this is one of those weird NFL twists and exits. And so I, I you know, Kyle had shared that in confidence many years back and said, don't, don't ever take that public. And then they <laughs> like, public. looked like he had a couple, couple beers in front of him on that stage with his brother and, and, and some friends up there and, and just let it loose. And, and so now the world knows that story. What's interesting, David, about that, you know, Brad said 2019 was frustrating for the bears. Well, at that point they were three and one in their hundredth season with Super Bowl hopes still alive. And it's 17, nothing at Tottenham Hotspur stadium. They're, they're getting their, their, their doors kicked in by the Raiders. They actually found a spark in the second half, made that a game and almost pulled off the upset, but it wasn't, we weren't at a state yet in early October where, where everything was unraveling. And yet there were, there were signs, there were little cracks in the foundation that were starting to emerge. That's one of them. And yeah, I mean, it was really interesting because Kyle never showed back up in the Hell's Hall locker room ever. <laughs> Oddly enough. And speaking of things that are unraveling, the Bulls right in front of us last night against the Nets. They lose a game they should have won. We are going to talk to Arturis Karnaschovas at 8 o'clock. We'll talk about your Bulls concerns next here on the Mully and Haas Show. Dan Weeder in for Mully, Chicago. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Like I said, you know, mediocrity and average is, is, is not okay with us. Mully and Haas, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. Dan Weeder in for Mully today. Mediocrity not okay with Arturis Karnaschovas. We'll talk to him about that 
at 8 o'clock. Looking forward to that conversation. And the Bulls ex- didn't exactly back up their, their boss last night. <laughs> he spoke around 4.45, maybe 5 o'clock. It was carried right here on the score. Talked to beat reporters out in Brooklyn. And then the Bulls went out and made everything he said seem all the more invalid. That was a masterpiece of mediocrity, wasn't it? It was a masterpiece of mediocrity. That was Exhibit A. Yeah. And they not only provided the mediocrity, they provided evidence about how how this roster is configured with so many flaws and put together in a way that isn't reflective of the modern NBA game. There's no juice. There's no juice to any of it. There, there's no momentum that sustains itself for a two-week period. It's just not working. And so now you have to find the manual to find, you know, w- which page of the troubleshooting guide are you on in the back at this point to try to get things turned in a direction where you escape mediocrity because that's the goal and it's not acceptable. We'll now figure out your path away from it. Well, you're a team that is built around – your big three, and people resent having them referred to as the big three. We've heard from a lot of people in the text line this morning. <laughs> but Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine are three of your best players. They're your three Pieces. best players. They are not defensive players. So, number one, that's the kind of team you're going to be. You can be whatever team you need to be because of that reality. What the problem is, I see, is that you you have an opportunity – at the trade deadline to do one of two things. You can either break up the big three and start over, which I don't think they wanted to do because I think AK is digging in and trying to see where this where this goes. Or secondly, you can add to this mix and make it more complete to get the most out of it. What you need to do that is find a three-point shooter somewhere, anywhere. It's the NBA. Other teams are finding creative solutions to their problems and not being afraid to pursue those creative solutions. The Bulls did not. I don't know if it's because they're too timid, because they're waiting for the perfect deal, but we do know this. They didn't get it done. One thing we haven't talked about this morning is the idea that in the last two seasons, the Bears, I'm sorry, the Bulls were at their best when Lonzo Ball was healthy. We have no assurances right now that he will ever dribble a basketball again. And and, and they kind of kicked the can down the road again yesterday saying, oh, we'll give you an update after the All-Star break. That was a major piece in what you were trying to build and you subtract it. And now you haven't really adjusted to the idea I, that that's no longer part of the, the original puzzle you were trying to construct. Well, then they're denying reality and they're kidding themselves. I, I think they have actually accepted it regardless of what they're saying publicly. I think they had to have accepted this privately. I don't even know if we're going to have enough time with AK to even address the Lonzo ball situation. Right. I think there's even such a sense of inevitability about him being ruled out the rest of the season at the All-Star break, it's almost a moot point at this stage. No doubt. Because they need to move on. But it changes the construct of of what you're trying to do. Well, it has since he went out. No question. He's been been unavailable more than he's been available. He has made, you know, he's going to make $40 million in his first two seasons as a Chicago Bull for having played 35 games. You won't accept being average, but since Lonzo Ball went out, you've been below average. For an extended period of time, a year plus. So <laughs> control what you can control. And from a basketball standpoint, last night we saw Zach Levine come out on fire. He had, what, 38 points. He looked like he was trying to prove a point. He looked like he was playing like somebody who was committed and, and driven and all the things you want out of a star player. And then in the final three minutes, he or the fourth quarter even, he had 
one bad turnover after another, took a couple bad shots, and it kind of, you know, that wasn't the focus. That wasn't the biggest takeaway, the 38 points. It was what he didn't yeah. do down the stretch again. Figure out a way to close. Figure out a way to establish yourself in more than just contract value as an elite dominant player. And it, again, you said it was it was an encouraging night overall in terms of the scoring and and the way the game started and the the energy and juice that was there. You got to get the result in the end, and particularly against a, a reshuffled and regrouping Nets team. Figure out a way to win that game. Those guys looked like they met at the YMCA and decided, okay, let's have a run here, and they weren't able to – nobody beat them. They, they could not have been together that long <laughs> with that bunch, that group. Dinwiddie is a, is a former net. He comes back in, after the, the Kyrie trade, and he's like you know meeting guys probably in the locker room, reacquainting with others, and he was a, he was a factor. You look at the way they, they played basketball, they hit – 17 threes compared to the Bulls, five. The Bulls lost by 11, and they were outshot behind the three-point line by 12. You can't trade threes for twos. That's not, that's not a method to, to winning in, the, in today's NBA. And so that's why I felt like when you go into the trade deadline, you know what you need, and even though you're not willing to maybe move some players that the rest of the league, according to AK, is telling you how good they are, you got to do something to change the course of the next 27 games. Privately, AK's job is to find answers to turn this team into something that is no longer average and mediocre. Publicly, I think he has a responsibility to provide reassurance and to let people know that he sees a path out of mediocrity and being average and that after the trade deadline, this is the vision. And now we have to create our own route right like we've been detoured yet again there were there were obviously things based on his sentiments yesterday that they tried to do and didn't get done because they didn't feel that they they met the value level that they wanted uh there to to, to make a deal well now what is what is the the the, the path what is your route how are you going to escape this extended stretch of mediocrity where you seem stuck that's where the the, the public messaging and the reassurance i think is is mandatory today the coming weeks, in the coming months, just to let people know that... that <laughs> well, this is AK's first encounter with the inherent cynicism that a lot of Chicago sports franchises encounter. Welcome. And they, they haven't really crossed this path before, gone down this road with, with Arturis at the helm. This is very familiar in terms of the outpouring of anger right now, which slowly could turn into apathy. But this feels like the reaction... To the Gar Pax regime, mm-hmm. to John Paxson and Gar Foreman at the end where anything they said, even if, if it was a productive trade deadline, even if they were in the midst of a winning streak, there was doubt because of the cynicism that had built up over years. And you have to remind yourself, where is that coming from? Well, in the 25 years since Michael Jordan yeah. you know, last took a jumper for the Chicago Bulls, they've won five playoff series, and they haven't won one since 2015. That's a lot of losing. That's a lot of frustration. So when things like yesterday happen and you build up this anticipation to the trade deadline at 2 p.m. as we repeated ad nauseum all week long and nothing happens and you're one of two teams only that doesn't make a trade, yeah, I can get why Bulls fans are fed up. It's tough to be a sports fan in Chicago. 
Can you imagine on that night in June 1998 when they collected that sixth golden trophy in Salt Lake City if someone had told you, oh, by the way, congratulations, really cool, landmark, iconic moment for your franchise. Over the next quarter century, you're going to win five playoff series. I think that, on that night, though, they, they would, people would have taken that. People would have taken that probably. They'd say, okay, whatever. Hey, just give us the sixth trophy. Oh, no question. You I know, mean, you, you but, take the sixth trophy. The sixth trophy was already yours. you never would have believed it is the point. Right. You right. never would have bought right. it. That you not this franchise. That you, that you would have not only fallen off the cliff, but you would have had no way to even climb back up. How would Jerry Reinsdorf ever let that happen? Right. And you know what? Jerry Reinsdorf has let this happen. We haven't talked about him, but you know, his teams are very similar. The Sox and the Bulls, they look alike. And right now, here we are in the midst of this basketball season with 27 games to go. The Bulls are doing what the White Sox did last summer. They're underachieving, and we don't know why. All right, enough of that. We're going to get to AK <laughs> at the top of the hour. But next, Joe Fortenbaugh. You've been waiting for this all week long. It is his Super Bowl segment. Joe Fortenbaugh joins us next on the Mully and Haw Show. Dan Weeder in for Mully, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Dan Weeder in for Mully today. All guests appear on the Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And you know what that music means. That music means it's time to go to our guy out in Vegas, the host of the Daily Wager, who is resplendently dressed on most occasions, Joe Fortenbaugh. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Gentlemen, I'd love to say I'm doing great, but uh, it's the Super Bowl, which means this is like the last conversation we're going to have, and we've been chatting every week since early September, so it's always a little bittersweet. Very excited for Sunday, but a little bittersweet that I'm not going to talk to you again until, well, who are we kidding? March Madness is right around the corner. Right around the corner, Joe. (laughs) All right, let's not waste any time. I know you have been researching Chris Stapleton and his anthems. And things of that nature, but we've got the side, we've got the total, we've got the first touchdown, MVP and props. How do you want to go about it? Just let her rip because we're ready for you. I'll go with the 
aside in the total breakdown, and then you guys can hit me with TDs, MVPs, props, however you want to do it. For the side, here's where we stand. We've talked about the market move. Kansas City's out there about a two-point dog. I don't have a big bet here. You know I'm an Eagles fan. But if I'm going to get involved, and I'm going to be honest, I've always said I'm never going to lie to the great people of Chicago. I would play Kansas City in this situation. I think you give the Chiefs two weeks to get ready for this game. They're going to find a way to get the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. They're going to hit the flats. They're going to hit the bubble screens. They're going to hit the short to intermediate crossing routes. They're not going to put them in harm's way. Philadelphia this season, the metrics on defense look great, but they've only played four teams that rank in the top ten in scoring. And two of those teams, Detroit and the Cowboys, hung 35 or more points on them. I think conversely, when you're talking about the total here, I do lean to the over. I do believe Kansas City is going to put a number up in this game, but what's the floor for Philadelphia? I have to keep asking myself that. Outside of a catastrophic injury, are they scoring 10 in this game? Are they scoring 14? I don't see that being the case. Maybe there's some nerves early, but I see them getting to at least 20-plus, which is going to help us get to the over. The key for Philadelphia – And whether or not they're going to be able to win this game, not just on defense, but offensively, will Jalen Hurts be able to access the middle of the field? Two years ago, that's what made him an average quarterback. He could not throw the ball over the middle of the field with consistency. So they went out and they got A.J. Brown. He's one of the best in the business at going over the middle. It changed the entire dynamic of the Eagles' offense. If the Chiefs can take away the middle of the field, like the Niners did, it's going to be problems for Hurts. So smaller bets on these two, but we're going to play the Chiefs plus the two, and we're also going to play the over at 51. Joe, I, I, I regret to inform you that I am picking the Chiefs on Sunday for one reason, <laughs> because of Patrick Mahomes. Yep. I'm curious, as you look at some of these props, is there a, a Mahomes-centric prop that, that catches your eye the most, and as it relates to uh, the anytime touchdown scores on, on both sides, who, who appeals to you? I know a lot of guys, um, sharp guys out here in Vegas, hit the Mahomes passing yardage prop over when it first came out. It was in the 280s. This thing has been steamed all the way up into the 290s. So take that for what it's worth. You're not getting the best overall value. I will say this when it comes to Mahomes, especially when it comes to MVP. If you like the Chiefs in this game, but you don't want to play the money line, which is plus 105, $100 wager returns 105 in profit, play Mahomes to win MVP. It's plus 130. $100 wager returns 130 in profit. Ask yourself this. What are the odds the Chiefs win this thing, but Mahomes doesn't win the MVP? I think that's very unlikely. Conversely, if Philadelphia wins, I do see a path where other players could win the MVP. So some popular plays on that front, Miles Sanders, the running back, around 22-1. to Devontae Smith, the wide receiver, north of 30-1. to Hassan Reddick, defensive pass rusher, almost 20 sacks on the year. He's sitting at 35-1. to If you want a long shot, Josh Sweat double-digit sack guy on the defensive line, uh, he's 150-1. to Keep in mind, uh, if Philadelphia's defense can wreck this game, contrary to everything I said at the beginning of this interview, if I'm wrong and they wreck this game like they wrecked that San Francisco game, the voters might want to reward one of the players from that side of the field for limiting Patrick Mahomes, which could give you a a total moonshot here. I love playing some of those moonshots when it comes to uh, the MVP awards. Why not? It's the last game of the season. To your question on touchdown props, first touchdown props, I'll throw a couple at you here. Kenneth Gainwell from the Philadelphia Eagles at 18-1. to We'll talk more about him in the props in just a moment. I'd play him at 18-1 to for first TD. Jody Fortson, Chiefs wide receiver, 60-1 to to score the first TD, okay? It sounds crazy because he doesn't get a lot of burn. 
No Miko Hardman in this game. We know Kadarius Toney's not 100%. We know Juju Smith-Schuster's not 100%. If Kansas City's driving early in this game and Fortson's on the field and you're holding a 60-to-1 ticket, you're live and in great shape. So those are two first TD tickets I would play. Anytime touchdowns, Jalen Hurts minus 105. He scored 15 rushing touchdowns in 17 games this season. He's also found the end zone in seven of his last nine games. Chiefs struggle to defend opposing quarterbacks when they're running this year. So I like him as an anytime TD. I look at guys like A.J. Brown. I know Travis Kelsey is very popular. I can't tell you to go against something like that. Uh, those would be some of the anytime TDs I'd be looking at. What are your favorite props, Joe, and how much country music have you listened to this week researching Chris Stapleton? <laughs> I'll get to that in um, just a second. Uh, <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell, over one-and-a-half receptions, over 11-and-a-half receiving yards. He's the top Philadelphia back when it comes to catching passes out of the backfield. Kansas City has struggled to defend opposing running backs out of the backfield this season. Second most targets allowed, most receptions allowed, fourth most receiving yards allowed. I like Gainwell to have a big game. Jake Elliott, the kicker for the Eagles, under seven and a half total points. If he kicks two field goals and two extra points, I'm dead. But remember, this team loves to go for it on fourth down. I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to go for a two-point conversion in this game as well. So I like Elliott under seven and a half. Miles Sanders to lead the entire game in rushing, plus 175. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is back. So you have him competing with Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco for carries on the Kansas City side. On the Philly side, Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell, they get some carries but not a ton. They're used in the passing game. So I think this is a prop where it's Hurts against Sanders, and at plus 175, I'll take Sanders. Noah Gray, backup tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, over 11.5 receiving yards. It's only 11.5. He's had at least one target in all 19 games. He's had at least one reception in 18 of 19 games. He's always a part of the plan. If we get one reception for 12 yards, we're money. If we get one reception for 10 yards, we're going to need another catch, but there's going to be an opportunity there. So those are some of the props I look at. To the anthem, I'd love to give you some information. I know that the rehearsals are either today or tomorrow. They're coming. And when those rehearsals happen, (laughs) the word's going to get out and Twitter's going to explode. So if you're looking for an anthem prop bet, and I know that's legal in Illinois from what I understand. Illinois and Maryland, I believe, are the only two states that allow you to bet the anthem. Keep your eyes out. The anthem rehearsals are coming. We're not sure when they are just yet. Hmm. He's at Joe Fortenbaugh on Twitter, so if you want to check his Twitter feed later, hit refresh as often as you can because he will have the info. <laughs> or just watch you in Daily Wager, Joe. I'm sure that you're going to be uh, sharing some information there as well. Busy weekend for you. Yes, sir. We got uh, Daily Wagers today at, I got to convert the math, it's going to be 3 p.m. Central Time. So we've got a show where we're all going to be going through five of our best bets for the game, and then Super Bowl Sunday morning, we are going to be on at 10 a.m. Central. So 10 a.m. Central on Sunday, and then today, 3 p.m. Central to get you covered for the big game. You are the best, Joe. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for all the information and the investment advice as good as ever. Gentlemen, it's my pleasure. To everyone in Chicago, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening to this segment every week for what I believe is 12 years now. You guys are the absolute best. Have a great weekend. Go Bears. Thanks, Joe. Enjoy the game, Joe. Joe Fortenbaugh, this is his Super Bowl, too. Yeah. No <laughs> question. <laughs> this is his weekend. Great advice. Jody Fortson reference, too. We How about that? <laughs> That's going deep. <laughs> and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to say about the anthem rehearsals because Chris Stapleton doesn't have much experience singing 
the national anthem, and only people that listen to him regularly as country music fans kind of know what to expect when he goes into and the, maybe a little bit of a riff. Uh, maybe it'll extend. The, you're going to have to be the expert on that because that's 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 I'll not my my genre. Not a big Chris we, we got, we, You and I uh, spent some time on uh, Broadway in in Nashville. Was that before a preseason game that we were down there? With? I think we it went, was. went to a couple bars that were yeah, playing that some live it. music. We went to the. Uh, that was at the Luke Bryan bar, perhaps. Maybe. Or yeah, we stopped at a couple places and then and then went and had had dinner. But yeah, I, I remember the the uh, eagerness and excitement in your eyes when uh, when you were down there in in country mu- music heaven. I have eagerness and excitement in my <laughs> eyes now too because next our tourist Carter show is the Bulls executive vice president will join us here on the Mully and Haw show. Dan Weeder in for Mully at Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh, O'Reilly. 